For those of you guys that were around last week, um, we did something for the first time in Thrive that was really cool. We had some folks, just regular folks like you and me, get up and, and share a little bit of their story. And tonight, um, we're going to do that one more time because um, we had some more folks that had some stuff to tell. Um, and so this is a pretty cool thing because of this. Um, the church is meant to be a place where we can be real. The church is meant to be a place where we can be open and honest. And so these folks are going to just kind of model that for you um, to help you see what that looks like in hopes that you'll do the exact same thing in your own world, whether that's with the people beside you in your own heart, uh, to somebody else, to me, to whoever, um, and definitely to God. Um, and this is, this is kind of a nerve-wracking um, thing for some people to speak, A, to just public speak, and B, um, to kind of just open up your you know, your heart and, and share some of your junk. Um, but these folks stepped up, um, and they, they want to do that to bless you guys, to connect to you guys. So uh, let's have a round of applause to make them feel welcome. All right, there you go. Go for it, man. Hey, uh, I'm hoping so. You're on. Yep, walk on. on out there. All right, I'm going. Yep. Hi. I'm going to say what I say every day. Buenos dias, but tonight's buenas noches. If uh, you didn't figure that out, I teach Spanish. Um, my name is Robert Keith Maddox, and this is my story. Um, everybody's got a unique story, and mine's no different. Um, all of us have made a mess of our lives, and I'm no different. Um, my story's a little different. I was um, 17 when I first became a Christian. And one of the things that was a unique experience for me is the girl that I was seeing at the time lived in Wayne County, West Virginia. And on a Saturday night um, in 1970, there was an explosion up on the hill behind her house where 75 football players, coaches were killed in a Marshall University plane crash, which is where I ended up going to college. That had an immense impact on my life. It still does, believe it or not, after all those years. Um, I actually had planned on going to the University of Kentucky to walk on to play football. I was a scrawny little defensive back. I thought I was fast. Maybe I wasn't as fast as I thought, but I thought I was. Ended up walking on at Marshall University, and one of the first days I was there, I was running on a, on a track and running a 400 or an 800, I don't remember which, I just remember it was punishment. And the biggest, strongest, and at that time, the darkest looking giant man I'd ever seen in my life decided, he was about 6'7", 240 pounds, said, I'll run with you. He ran with me, which shocked me because I never had a guy that big that could run with me. And at the end of the, end of the uh, session, he says, have you met Jesus? Uh, this guy's name was Ed Carter who was a tremendous influence on me. And Ed Carter uh, was the one player that didn't die in a Marshall plane crash. He was uh, called away to a funeral in Wichita Falls, Texas. And um, he read his own obituary in the, in the newspaper the next morning, a very unique situation. To be honest with you, I uh, went through a period like a lot of you probably where I strayed quite a bit. I never went too much on the drinking route or any of that stuff, but as a as a, a husband, the first time my first marriage, I, I was a mess. Um, education has been, I, I've been teaching now, this is my 40th year. 
And I'm proud of that. I still am teaching every day hard, as I always have. But even a good thing can be turned into a negative. And I would take off every summer, spend all summer in Mexico, studying Spain, Guatemala, Costa Rica, and would be gone for weeks. And to be honest with you, um, ended up making a big mess of my marriage. Um, Years went on, and I was still trying to consider myself a Christian, although I've got to be honest with you, uh, this is hard for me. I talk to students every day, but I don't tell them about personal things. So I had my periods of doubt where I thought I was just too smart to believe some of that, and I found out how foolish I was later. And then about 17 years ago, um, God, through another person in my life, I've had quite a few, like a lot of you, and it was complete shock to everybody who knew us because uh, it's, I, I can't make a secret of this. She's 20 some years younger than me. She was very young at the time. I was, had already been married and we had a really hard time because uh, nobody in either one of our families would speak to either one of us. They were all mad at us. And we stayed together. Uh, we've been married almost, almost 15 years, 14 years and was the best decision that I've ever made. And uh, I was, I've learned so much from somebody like Kathy, this is my wife Kathy, out, out front, the little tiny thing there, that being, if, if any of you, if you're younger and you're younger in your marriage, getting, you know, I know people tell you this, but getting the right partner as a friend makes all the difference in the world. About Three years ago, I took a group of students to um, Costa Rica, and we, we were doing a uh, competition. It was kind of like an uh, amazing race. I'm going to tell you why I'm going to tell you the story very briefly. And so one of our challenges, we had to go 200 feet backwards down a waterfall repelling. And I had to lead them, and teenagers and myself. The first two, three steps... I was scared to death. And then the guide said, why don't you just let go? And I let go, and it was the most, one of the greatest experiences of my life. So I, I'm telling, I'm asking you tonight, the old teacher gave you a little piece of advice, let go. Sometimes in our life we've got to let go, uh, get over that initial fear, and you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm so glad to be back to Burlington Baptist. My wife and I were away for a few years, but we're glad to be back here. And hopefully, something I've shared with you tonight. One of my, before I give up here, one of my favorite stories is about a time travel in the future. And the guy says, Whatever you do, don't step off the path. You might change the whole future. So these guys get in a time machine. It's by Ray Bradbury, if you've ever read him. They go into the future. One of the guys steps off the path, stop, steps on a small flower. They come back to the present t- uh, time, and everything they see is different. I'm asking you tonight, step off the path, and you be the person who makes that difference in somebody else's life. So uh, we're going to lead a group to Guatemala. Uh, that's what Kathy and I do a lot. Uh, let us know if you're interested in that. But God bless you, and I hope I've said something that might help you in a little bit of gray-haired wisdom. Thank you. This is my story.
I'm Shane Hufford, and this is my story. I grew up like in a classic Christian family. Um, I went over to Piner Baptist Church uh, for my whole life, was involved in youth group, um, and I mean, everything was great. Everything was awesome. My dad, um, you know, everything was awesome from the outside. Uh, my dad was not a Christian when I was growing up, um, so I lived in kind of an incomplete family. You know, my, my parents were still married, but um, he, he wasn't around spiritually. Um, but when I was 16, he, uh, God put a burden on my heart for him and um, just praying for him. And, and people had been praying for him for my whole life. Um, and we had a conversation. Um, and it, it didn't go well. Um, but then like five months later, other people had been talking to him and, uh, and he finally gave his life to the Lord. And I saw the difference that it made in, in his life. And, and I was hooked. I, I said, you know, I, I want this for everybody. Um, went off to college and I got involved in the Baptist campus ministry down at Moorhead State. And, uh, that was, you know, that was an, an amazing time. I grew so much spiritually, uh, made so many friends. I learned so much about myself. Uh, I was on a high all four years, um, had great relationships with people. Um, but then on March 16th of last year, um, I was on spring break on a mission trip in Panama. And I got a call from one of my best friends saying that my roommate had been killed in a car accident. And um, I was, I didn't know what to do. Um, I turned away from God. I, I was angry with God. And I really struggled for a long time worshiping a God who took my friend at such a young age. Um, me and Joey were, were going to, you know, live together after we graduated. We were gonna, you know, have have an amazing time uh, before we got married, and uh, you know, we were gonna be best men at each other's weddings. But it didn't it didn't work out like that. Um, it took me a long time, probably six months, to to actually be able to to sing a worship song without just feeling. Like I was two-faced, like, you know, I'm angry at God on one hand, yet I know I need to worship him. And I know that what you're supposed to do is, is draw near to God, but that's really hard. Um, and a lot of you have experienced death, and, you know, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but it's, it's really tough to, to go through that and still worship God. And last year was the worst year of my life, but it was also the best year of my life. Met a pretty redhead who is now my fiance, and that's why I'm here. Um, so that's that's been great, and she is uh, she's helped me out quite a bit. Um, I've learned to cling to God again. Um, and then when you graduate college, nobody really gives you a a rule bit, rule book for the rest of your life. So I've, I'm really trying to discover who I am. I'm trying to discover myself outside of 
college, in the work life. Um, and that's, that's difficult, but I know that God has a plan for me. Um, and I know that I, I have a lot of room to grow, but looking at myself in high school, middle school, I, I've grown so much. Um, so, so my prayer is that, uh, that I'll continue continue to grow and I will continue to look to God for comfort in hard times and in good times. Um, I'm Shane Hufford and this is my story. Hello. <laughs> um, that's the thing. I'll introduce myself. That's right. I'm Samantha Sullivan <laughs> and this is my story. Um, I guess first would be to tell you that I grew up in a home that was uh, divided. My mom and my dad were never married, and neither one of them were really uh, into church or anything, so I was never raised with a Christian family or anything like that. And then as I got older, I um, moved to Grant County with my dad and my stepmom and started going to church with a neighbor there, and I was going to a Church of Christ in Grant County. So... Um, I started to figure out a little bit about God and who he was and get to know some people. But I feel like at that point in my life, it was mainly just like, this is going to be who I am. I'm going to be the Christian girl (laughs) and I'm not going to cuss and I'm going to go to church on Sunday and it's going to be me. And so I went, I was going to that church for, I mean, probably like six years. I went to church every Sunday. I went to church camp. I did everything that I was supposed to do. But it was never really anything deeper than that. It was just, I'm going to follow the rules because that's what I do. (laughs) It wasn't like, this is my God and I'm going to give glory to him because that's what my purpose is. It was, this is what I'm going to be. So um, I continued on that and I um, was going to this church up until high school. And when I graduated, I was still there until I went to college. Um, And then in my senior year of high school, I met... um, Dustin, and we started dating, and when we went to college, we went to get college together. We also went to Moorhead State, and um, our relationship wasn't the greatest when we first started off. I mean, we had some uh, fallouts there, and we kind of both believed in God, but we weren't really following everything that we were supposed to do within, you know, his guidelines for us, and um, I just remember one night going to the BCM, which was the Baptist Campus Ministries at Moorhead, which is also where Shane went. (laughs) And I don't even remember who spoke. I don't remember what they said. I don't remember anything from that night. I just remember leaving and like breaking down and crying and realizing that I wasn't the person I wanted to be and that I was living my life completely wrong and that God had been trying to show me this for a really long time and I just wasn't I wasn't getting it. So from that moment on, I just kind of probably drove our campus minister nuts with questions because I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right this time because last time I didn't get anything out of it. (laughs) I just went to church and I mean, I drilled him with questions for like probably a couple months, um, just asking him everything I could. And I was like, where's that in the Bible? Tell me where I should do this. What does God say about this? (laughs) And just figuring this whole thing out. So um, that was a big step for me. And then as I continued to grow in Christ and like 
get to know him more and become more involved with BCM and um, dedicated my life to him, I realized that um, our relationship, mine and Dustin's, wasn't really where it needed to be. And I know God kept telling me and pushing me to end it and like move on and end it and move on and end it and move on, but I, I never really had the strength to do it. So God ended up just kind of ending it for me. <laughs> I was like talking to one of my friends about, you know, I don't think this is right. I don't think this is where I should be. And he walked in on us. So that was probably one of the hardest things that I have ever had to do was in that relationship with him. But um, God knew that it needed to happen. And we're both better because of it now. As while we were split up, I was growing towards God. And little did I know, he was also bringing Dustin back to him as well. So um, about a year later, we ended up getting back together and we're married now. So that was cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just amazing to me, like how looking back, you can see how every little thing that he does in your life, like leads you to him. And he's just got this greater purpose for your life and bringing you into deeper relationship with him. So um, over the four years at the BCM that I spent as well, was like huge, huge impact on my life. And I learned so much more about who I wanted to be and more about God and what it meant to really follow Him. And um, after that first initial night of just deciding I wanted to change my life around and realizing that I wasn't the person I wanted to be or who I needed to be, um, I also had a, a night where I went to a secret church um, showing, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like um, a three-hour-long pod live podcast by David Platt, and he just goes into scripture like in depth. And um, he usually does different topics, but I think this night was like about missions. And <laughs> I just remember leaving that night thinking, I don't want to do anything but tell people about Christ. And that is what I'm here for. That's my purpose. And uh, I think it kind of freaked my parents out because I went home and I was like, I'm going to be a missionary. <laughs> and they were like, you're going to do what? <laughs> Again, not Christians. So they didn't quite understand that. They were just freaked out that I was going to get killed in Africa or something. I don't know. But... So that's still kind of working itself out. But I think the main thing from that night was just, this is like what you're supposed to do daily is just continuously like grow towards God and bring other people to him. And that's been the biggest impact on my life is just seeing other people at school and Moorhead growing towards God and bringing themselves towards God. And then you just automatically grow with them. And it's, it's gotten me where I am today. And I'm, so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that God sent me there. And now here we are and just moving along in life, waiting for the next direction that he sends us. So I'm Samantha Sullivan and that's my story. Hi, my name is AJ Miller and this is my story. Uh, first off, my story is I hate microphones. So that's why this special ordeal today because I just can't stand them. Um, I didn't grow up in church. I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, babies are born, they leave the hospital, and then they go to church, and then there they grow. That wasn't my story. Um, until I was about 12 or 13, I, you know, um, it was my mom, my sister, and I, and a pretty tragic family crisis really um, kind of thrusted us into the church. Um, and so I very quickly, within probably like a first year of being in the church, um, 13, 14, 15, um, 
I'm taking on all these roles and responsibilities. I um, ran part of our media department. I was on committees. I was doing all these things as a teenager, and it was crazy. Um, but it was really what I felt God was pushing me to do in my life. Um, I had amazing, strong, mature Christians pouring into me, pouring their heart and soul into me, and really helping me become the man that I wanted to become. Um, I had the opportunity to take our youth group to Chicago, and we participated in a week-long mission trip. Uh, we did a VBS uh, for probably like the most like desolate place I've ever seen in my life. Like I'll never forget that trip. Uh, these kids who we had like the 99-cent like balls that you get out of the ball pit at Walmart. Like we went out and bought like 10 of those, and you would have thought like we just gave them like the biggest Lego robot thing you can think of. Um, but so all these amazing things are happening in my life. Um, really feel like God has a purpose for my life and a plan for my life. Um, you know, getting ready to become a senior in high school, that most kind of earliest pivotal time in your life. And uh, my church split. Um, there was a lot of negativity in the church. There was a lot of arguments. Um, you know, people couldn't get past uh, whether we sang a book, a song out of a hymnal or we sang a contemporary song. Um, and that really just, it tore our church apart. Uh, there was a lot of hatred, a lot of negativity, um, and all that stuff that on Sunday morning we would sit there and preach about, about how as Christians we should love one another. Um, we weren't doing that. People weren't doing that. And uh, so our church split. Um, I was part of the church that left. And not only did I walk away from the church, but I walked away from God. And I walked away for seven years of my life. Um, right as I was getting ready to go off to college, um, the time that I really needed God the most in my life, I'd walked away from him. Uh, but college was an amazing experience. Um, I was the big man on campus. Everyone knew who I was. I knew who everyone was. If there was a, a club, I was a part of it, and I was probably the president of it, or I was telling people how to run it. I'm kind of a bossy person sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but I was involved in everything. Um, but it was like pouring lighter fluid on a fire. You know, fire swells up for 10, 15 seconds, then it dies out just as quickly as it would swell up. Um, and I was always chasing after the next best thing, uh, never really realizing that what I needed the whole time was God. So I graduate from college, uh, get my first big kid job, uh, things are going good, except now I don't have all these clubs and things to be a part of, so I really didn't have anything in my life. Um, it was probably the, probably the darkest part of my life. Um, I mean, there didn't a day go by where I didn't have a negative thought about one thing or another. Um, I had thought about killing myself at one point. Um, life was really dark, really dark. Um, and so I'm just existing through life. Uh, one day I'm in Kroger, and I run into my old youth pastor. Um, and she's like, hey, well, we found this great church, and it's like, it's our home. And we've really developed a family there. You should come and check it out. And I was like, oh, I'll think about it. Like a week later, I run into her husband, who was also my youth pastor. And he tells me about this amazing church and how he's getting involved. And I was like, okay, all right, God, like finally, for whatever reason, after seven years, I'm listening. Um, so I started coming here about a year ago, um, but still I never felt worthy enough. I never felt like, I felt like I had gone too far. I was gone too long. Um, but luckily between um, Tammy and Doug, who are my old youth pastors, um, the amazing spiritual mentors I have been Chris and Miranda, um, 
those people pouring back into my life has really changed my life. If you would have told me that a year ago that I would have been up here um, telling you the story or I would be sitting in a pew praising God again, I would have laughed at you because um, it wasn't what I had saw in for my life. Um, and just, you know, the fact that this church has really saved my life uh, in more ways than I can count. Um, between all those people I've already mentioned, transitions is like the highlight of my week. Um, so it's just, I think there's a quote that I really try and live my life by now is that we're created for a purpose, we're healed for a purpose, and that purpose always involves other people. Um, so my name is AJ Miller, and this is my story. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Let's have one more round of applause as they head back to their seats. You guys can sit down now. As we sit and we listen to this just a whole bunch of random stuff, there's no denying a couple of things. That we're all on a journey. That we all move at different speeds and that the God of the universe is working in our lives in ways that sometimes we don't even see to lead us and to point us to him. And it's no accident that you or I happen to be here tonight. So I want us to understand this. I want us to understand how much God loves us. I want us to understand that our story God's guiding it, God's moving in it, but the ball's in our court. We get to, to choose what direction we go and ask God to be a part of that. Um, I, think, uh, I think a lot of times we have uh, a decision to make in life um, with just whatever comes across our plate, and tonight we have that decision to make, whether you're miles down the road in your faith or whether you haven't accepted Jesus into your life we have a decision to make whether we're going to submit to him whether we're going to open up to him and let him be the Lord of our lives and so in this next time um, we're going to sing a couple songs together um, I just encourage you to just uh, to just listen to him um, we're going to sing a song um, that kind of go, kind of takes a journey um, about just confessing where we're at before God. Um, so in just a second, we're going to sing that song together, um, and that's a time for you to respond. Um, we have a couple other ways for you to respond as well. Um, one is through the act of offering, which um, is just a way to show God um, that you trust Him with the finances that He's given you. Um, and then another way is through communion, um, and that's just remembering sacrifice for us on the cross that he bled and died to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves that we couldn't be good enough and so Jesus was sent in our place and so um, the elements are, are here for you so as we sing this song um, you guys stand up you can move about the room and respond um, if anybody needs to pray you can come down front um, Kevin's going to be down here um, so will you guys stand let's pray together and then we'll sing together